This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season 10 entitled Performing Despite the Pandemic. At the Selking Performance Group, we have had the honor and privilege of just seeing some incredible leaders, teams, organizations continue to function despite all the challenges that the last 18 months have presented us. And so it really sparked this idea of, again, let's bring what we know about high performers to the world so that all of us can raise our average operational level. And when we do, right, we get better, the people around us gets better, and therefore the communities and the world get better because we can't just tap out. We can't just tap out when things get hard. We have to learn how to persist even when it's difficult, even when it looks maybe different than it did when you thought you were at 100%. As long as we are getting 100% of whatever percent we have, then we are showing up and we are delivering. And that's, that's what high performers do. And so today in episode 10, we are looking at lean into social support. Lean into social support. That's what we witnessed high performers do who determined to deliver even when it got difficult. And so listen, social support is really defined in sort of two parts. One, you can give social support by emotional support, right? Or it's a willingness of others to offer time or other tangible assistance to you as you navigate through life. And listen, in the hyper-masculine society that we live in, in Western society, right? And then particularly if you are in a hyper-masculine industry or sport. So, you know, the two worlds that I find myself living in all the time as the performance coach for head coach Brian Kelly and Notre Dame football team or or vice president of leadership and culture at Lippert, which is a global publicly traded manufacturing company, also just very masculine environments. Yes, there's a lot of men, but also just a lot of masculine tendencies. And so anyways, when we're in that, oftentimes we believe that social support is a sign of weakness, but science tells us different. And actually a, a cute little quote, this is sort of lame. I know it's cheesy, but I read it and I was like, oh, that's a little catchy actually. So the quote, right? Cause in all, all of these episodes, we're sort of doing this topic breakdown where I give you a quote, I give you some scientific studies to back it up and then talk about a little bit of an application uh, and then wind up with our championship mindset training. So bear with me. Okay. I know it's cheesy, but I think it's cute and hopefully you'll remember it. Anyways, I have no idea who said this, but they said, when I is replaced by we, even illness becomes wellness. (laughs) I know, I know, just, but you'll remember that when I is replaced with we, even illness becomes wellness. And interestingly enough, Keelcolt Glazer and Glazer in 1984 did some really interesting studies around social support and general health, right? And specifically immune systems. And so they did this study on med students to look at how their immune systems responded. And in general, these med students, because of just the the general stress of medical school, and then particularly within finals, led to a decrease in their immunosupportive cells. So those are the cells in their bodies that help protect them from sickness, colds, disease, et cetera. And so again, just med students in general, then particularly in finals week, those immunosupportive cells were actually lower. But 
the effect was greater for those who reported being lonely. So those in isolation and those that felt like they were in it alone had an even higher negative impact or an even greater negative impact on their immunosupportive cells than those that didn't. And they actually, the the other part of the study that another study that they looked at, looked at married couples and those who reported being happier in their relationships had healthier immune systems as well. And so there's this really strong and powerful correlation to social support and even how our bodies function in terms of their ability to build resilience, to fight disease and to continue to navigate the challenges in front of us. And again, when, when the pandemic, man, humans are not designed to be isolated. We are just not created in that way. And all of this physical distancing that has happened has greatly suppressed people's immune systems. And so not only are they more susceptible to the COVID-19 in general, but even more so susceptible to anything that's out in the airspace because humans were designed to be in connection. And again, high performers lean into social support, not just in day-to-day living, right? But particularly when things get difficult. And that's an element of performing despite the challenges in front of you. And again, I know it's hard, particularly in these masculine environments, because we're conditioned to say that if I reach out for help, that if I reach out for emotional support or reach out to others to offer their time or other tangible assistance, which is again, the two elements of social support, that I'm not strong enough to handle this. And so we tend to just shut down, isolate even more, work harder, and in the process, wear our own bodies down. There was another really interesting um, study by Salovey and another group of individuals in 2000. And they found that social support was actually associated with greater resistance to disease, faster recovery from heart surgery and a lower mortality rate. So again, social support is not a sign of weakness. It's an opportunity for us to build resilience if we know when and how to tap into it. I guess the story or application of this came through my dissertation, which is technically a study. I know I'm a little bit of a nerd, studious, studious, not nerdy. Uh, so, so this is kind of one and the same, but I guess it's a story in my mind because I had such the honor and privilege of listening to these former NFL players share their story of transition out of the league. And so my dissertation was on that, the transition out of the NFL to life thereafter. It was titled, you know, when the lights go out, how do they turn back on? And it really looked at the mental and emotional experience of when guys left the league, either through injury or through retirement after one year or after 20 years. And one of the really interesting things in every single one of those stories, again, regardless of what university they went to, how long they played in the league, how good they were in the league, every single one shared a season of isolation that they went through. We actually, we call it isolation Island. And some guy's Island was huge and barren with nothing on it. And it was just them. I had one individual who just disappeared for two years off the map. None of his friends, none of his family, nobody heard from him. Um, other guys' island looked like a party island. And so while you would think that was not isolation island, it was because in their mind, they were still alone. They were just surrounding themselves with all of the things to attempt to distract them. But there's still this element of isolation. And then their ability to construct a whole new world after life in the NFL was over, guess what was a huge part of it? Social support learning how to be in an intimate relationship with somebody, maybe even their maybe the same wife that they had when they were in the league, but it looked different then. They were different then. 
whether it was with their kids or their friends or their community or as a professional, they had to learn to to be with other people and to to an element of humility that goes into that. Man, I remember when I lost my career, I was raised, listen, we don't tell people our problems, okay? We're tough. We're strong. You keep this stuff in the family. All right. And I still, I still believe that. Right. But you got to find who your family is. And so I just remember, you know, when I went through my identity crisis, when I lost soccer, Red and Liz Moss, who, if you've listened to my podcast before, I've had Red Dog on, uh, but they've been spiritual mentors in my life forever. And I spent hours and hours at their house during my undergrad years, trying to process through, you know, who I was, what I was going to do, all these different things. And I learned the power of social support of people that you can trust. Now I'm not saying go out there and lean on everybody because not everybody really cares about you, but find the people that, that in those hard moments that you do trust and learn to lean into your social support. And again, know that there's different layers of social support, like even Jesus, right? I mean, here's the thing. He had he had like his intimate time with just him. He had his alone time, him and his father, right? Then he had like the close two. Then he had, you know, a, a, his group of 12, right? And that's what we're all often associated with. But then he had a larger span, like of a hundred and some, and then, and then the masses, right? So think of that as like concentric circles. And regardless of where you fall in your religious beliefs, like incredible leader that had a massive influence for decades and decades and generations. So if you're just looking at it from a leadership perspective, pretty awesome. But we can see how, again, individual time alone by yourself is important. Having that core group of super, super close people that you share even deeper things with, and then a little bit broader circle where maybe a little bit less deep things, and then a broader circle, and then the masses. So we've got to learn to navigate that well and be wise in how we steward the leaning into this social support. But man, everything we know from a scientific standpoint, from an application standpoint, and from watching the very best of the best continue to show up and deliver, stands out that social support is a critical element to being able to deliver despite the challenges that are in front of us. The one thing that I think is interesting, so you know, even to, to talk in another way about these different layers of friends, if you will, Aristotle actually had some interesting things to say about this. He said that there's really three types of friends. One is your utility friendships. So they're, they're mutual, tangible benefits to your relationship with another person. Often we find these in our business relationships, right? There's, there's utilitarian type friendships and, and those are great. Those are good, right? Um, the next level is, is pleasure friendships. And this is where you sh- have shared fun interests, where you do stuff together because you enjoy the same thing. And then there's virtue friendships. And these, this is where emotional concern and compassionate care really show up in a relationship with with a person. And this is the type of friendship that we found has the greatest impact on well-being actually. And so again, think about your group of friends. First of all, do you have those different layers of friends? Those that are really, really close to you that you feel totally able to share every part of your heart with as you process that with your mind and and heart and and your future and your past and put those things together. But then and, and then again, layered out right to the masses. But then also think about your group of friends. What, which of your friends are utilitarian, if you will? Which of them are your pleasure friends? And which of them are your virtue friends? And so that's actually your championship mindset training for this week. I want you to cultivate. And, and when I say cultivate, I mean extend and receive. I mean, be that kind of friend and then allow yourself to receive that kind of friendship of virtuous friendship connections. So cultivate virtuous friendship connections this week. 
How can you do that? How can you be that person to somebody else? Who in your world do you know you're really close to? And maybe you just you just haven't uh, given yourself to them to, to be a real virtuous friend. You haven't really let yourself deeply care about them. And then who in your life do you know really, really loves you? And you just haven't let your guard down low enough to let them extend emotional concern and compassionate care for you. Because it's those virtuous friendships that can cultivate a stronger sense of well-being us as we continue to navigate the world around us. And then as we lean into that social support, we know that it will allow us to continue to show up and deliver despite the challenges that are in front of us. I really appreciate you tuning in today. And again, if, if you're interested in being a sponsor on this podcast, please reach out to me directly, Dr. Selkin at selkinperformance.com. Um, or if you if you need a keynote speak for your keynote speech, speak and speak. Speaking and speech all together went there. Sorry about that. Keynote speech for your organization. Um, One-on-one performance coaches. We have an awesome performance team. You can check them out, www.selkingperformance.com. Or if you just want to share some of the things you're learning and applications of it, I'd certainly appreciate it. You know, I've been, uh, the the emails and the tweets and the DMs that I've gotten from people around the globe who listen to this and, and share with me how they've applied it to their lives is so encouraging to continue on this journey. So again, send me messages directly, Dr. Selkin at selkinperformance.com or hit us up on all the social media platforms. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Champ Mindsets on Facebook at Selkin Performance. And you can again, check out our website, www.selkinperformance.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selkin. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset.